Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. The great science fiction writer Arthur C. Clarke said, The only way of discovering the limits of the possible is to venture a little way past them into the impossible. My guests today, and yes, there are three, take regular leaps into this realm of new possibilities, working with entrepreneurs and businesses. And having worked with them on my own business, I want to say they are dear to me, and I suspect that they may become a little that way to you too after our time together today. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. Head there to discover your creative advantage by taking the Creative Innovator Quiz. Find out your personal Creative Innovator style so that you can open your creative flow and make everything in life easier because the creative flow is about life. Learn to optimize your ability to create more in less time while enjoying every minute. My guests today are the co-founders of Las Peregrinas, a creative and consulting agency co-founded by a strategist, copywriter, and business intuitive. Together, they offer fully integrated, slightly unorthodox consulting that's strategic, intuitive, and anchors a person's business in their singular work in the world. They also craft websites, marketing strategies, and design that conveys the spirit and power of their, that work. And so my guests are three, as I said. Rebecca Liston is the business intuitive. Sarah DeWitsit is the strategist. And I feel like I'm on... Um, Oh, I don't know, Jeopardy or the some game of squares somewhere. <laughs> and Stella Orange is the copywriter. So welcome, my dears. It is just a delight to be here with you. And um, let's get going. Thank you so much for having us, Lori. It's a pleasure. Uh, thank you, Sarah. So a question that um, actually you, you all suggested, I don't know who it came from, and it really strikes me is, when have you found yourselves on the cusp of something new? Because I feel like we are on the cusp of something new right now. Yeah, I would yeah. say every day. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, this year has definitely been interesting, um, you know, with what's going on, mm -hmm. you know, in the world, but then also how that reflects on us as business owners and with our clients as well. So it's, you know, probably in the last nine months forced us all to um, be able to get comfortable with new faster than usual, you know, mm -hmm. before it'd be like, oh, there's something new is coming down the pike and you could kind of wrestle with it and move forward. And now it kind of feels like, oh, there's something new happening daily. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do you adjust and stay true to what's important to you and, um, and also be flexible at the same time? And so that's the question, but the, the how do you do that? Stella? Just a new question. I was going to answer the last one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all part of that same question. Go ahead. So I was thinking about this question this morning as I was preparing for our conversation. And so I'm the writer. And so mm -hmm. for me, and I feel a little vulnerable saying this out loud, but like I have like a bank of stories from my life that I return to when I get kind of scared or feel exposed to like remind me of who I am and how I do things in the world. And so for me, like being on the cusp of something new, like 10 years ago, I'm not great with time. Um, I got a job leading a long distance cycling trip uh, from London to Rome. Hmm. And I had never ridden my bike longer than like a couple hours before I got that job, but I was gonna <laughs> bike across the mountains. And I remember not knowing anyone else ever in my world, in my community, in my friend group, who had ever ridden a bike across the mountains before. I thought only cars could do that. 
And my brother worked for the outdoor company that I got the job with. And he had actually done that trip before, the year before. And so I called him up and I said, hey, so I got this job like biking across the Alps for five weeks on a bicycle leading 12 high school students. Can I do it? And he didn't pause. He was just like, yeah, you can do it. That's what I went on. <laughs> was my wow. Younger than me being like, you'll be fine. And I remember, you know, I might've been in my like late twenties and I remember marveling at the feet. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know that you could ride your bike up over and down. And there was one day that we rode our bike over five mountain passes in the Alps in Southern France. But that first time I biked up a mountain on that trip and I was supposed to be the leader, right. To project some sort of confidence. I was like, um, yeah, I've never done this before either kids. Like let's give it a whirl. And, and that visceral experience that I remember in my body, in my emotions, in my like story that I tell myself about my life. Like I've been referring to that frequently in this year of pandemic, you know, I'm, I'm a new mom. So like becoming a mother, giving birth, like all of these things that my imagination can't even conceive of before my body actually does it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, you re remember you learned this on a bicycle riding up like an 8% or 12% grade in the Alps. Mm. You can do this. And like, it's, it's, is that like reminding myself of the story that, oh, I did it before then. And so now that we're here in this moment in business and in life and, you know, having things that we thought we could count on just shifting radically, a lot of my personal work is around telling myself the old stories of those formative stories when I was younger and reminding myself, yeah, like you can do it. Mm -hmm. Some way to ground into this ever changing landscape that we are in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Rebecca, how about for you? I might need you to repeat the question, Lori. I got <laughs> a little lost in the, <laughs> in the story, in the story. Just about when, how it is for you. I'm going to reframe it a little. Um, how yeah. are you right now in the, in the fact that we are continually on the cusp of something new? How has, how has that been? Um, I think for me personally, I tend to play the role of Stella's brother. <laughs> right? And that yeah. I'm often the one who's saying that to other people. So, you know, I'm usually the one saying, yeah, you got this. You could do that. Like you can, like, that's kind of my job ultimately, I guess I would say. So, um, that kind of comes naturally, but the tricky part is then, you know, who says it to me? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that has been, and, and always has been right. A bit of a, a pickle for me personally, mm -hmm. because that's my role for for many, for all of my clients, for, you know, everyone else in my life, but who does it for me? So, so I would say that really, I just consistently fall back on the support network that I built for myself years ago, right? Like, and that's, you know, the, those that I see for healing work, the counselors that I work with, like, you know, just all of the medicine, mm -hmm. really the medicine work that, um, that I rely on. And I think that's what always sort of takes me through, um, every sort of cusp of, new things as they sort of continue to roll out throughout life. It's just, you know, going back and relying on the, on the support that, that I created a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I think that's great um, input for anybody right now is, you know, what, what do we already have in place that we haven't even realized may be in place and that we can rely on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, one of the things that I'm so excited about in life and that I love is collaborations. And you three, you know, I don't want to say leapt into a collaboration because I suspect it wasn't quite like that. But, you know, or maybe it was. I see Stella laughing. <laughs> you can use the phrase leaped in. That's okay. Fine. That's okay. It'll fit. I, I don't you know, know. At least from my experience. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. But somehow you decided to do, you were, you were each in your own right highly successful. 
you ran your own successful companies, and yet something in your own um, understanding or awareness of what was next, maybe even not knowing the content of that, brought you three together to create something entirely new. Well, what what was that about? How did that how did that happen? I'm waiting for Rebecca on this one because this was her little baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I tell the story as well as Stella, though, of course, but, um, well, you know, so I mentioned earlier about always relying back on the support that you've created, right? And so for a long time, I knew for many years, I knew that something was going to change in my own work um, simply because I was also relying on work that I had done with my own intuitive team, right? And so I was waiting for a number of years to go by until the time was sort of ready to sort of do something different. And I knew that it was really going to be about, and it hasn't honestly, haven't flushed this whole thing out completely yet, Lori, to be perfectly Mm -hmm. honest, because it's a thing that sort of grows and morphs for me, but the whole theme and concept around it was inclusivity. Now that word can really say a lot of things and means a lot of things. And the meaning of that word has actually changed a lot for me you know, even in the years that we've been in business together. Mm -hmm. But at the time, in the very beginning, what it meant was this idea of how can, how can we bring things together and share them in a way that makes sense? So from a perspective of collaboration, you know, why, why do we think that, um, that a person only needs one coach, for example, why would we think that there couldn't be some benefit from multiple brains and minds and thoughts and, and perspectives on things? Um, why would we think that it makes sense for each of us to have, you know, I, we wrote way back in the beginning when an article about, you know, who owns the lawnmower, like, why do we all each as individual businesses think we all have to own all the tools separately? Mm-hmm. Like why, you know, when you can get a, I'm making this up cause I don't know what pricing is anymore on things, but you know, why would every individual pay $70 a month for a Zoom account when you could get one that serves 42 people for $85. Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't we mm-hmm. share that? Like, so even from a perspective of tools and systems, you know, the systems that I had refined in my business to that point could serve so many businesses. Mm-hmm. The, the, all the work that Stella, I'll even just thinking of like a system like teamwork, for example, where there's all these templates of tasks. Mm-hmm. And things like that, that Stella herself had put so much time and effort into, well, why would not be of benefit to several mm-hmm. um, businesses? And so it kind of started that way, which is this idea in my head that I knew that there was going to be this time when I was about to bring some more people together with this idea of how can we create something that's just multifaceted, but also in a sharing and um, sharing the resources and that kind of thing, too right? Not just about putting brains together on the work or the projects, but also sharing the resources and, Mm -hmm. um, and that sort of collective concept, not exactly Mm -hmm. a co-op, but that kind of an idea like of a collective, right? Um, and so it really, uh, kind of began with that idea. And then I just knew for a long time, having known Stella for a while, I had known that she was one of the people that I wanted to do this with, and I knew there was meant to be three of us. (laughs) So I had to wait and I didn't want to say anything to Stella because I didn't really know her well enough to tell her, Hey, by the way, we're going into business in 2016 (laughs) together. And I know it's only 2013 now, but you just wait, Missy. So, you know, so I didn't, because that was really awkward. Um, And then, uh, then I met Sarah and she and Stella had known one another, but I had never met Sarah. And then it just sort of clicked. It was like, Oh, this is the other leg of the stool, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. This is the, the, the other leg that we've been kind of waiting for. And, and I've been watching for and wondering when would show up. Um, and then it really came down to a conversation between Sarah and I. I told her what I was thinking. She said, yep, I'm thinking the same thing. And, and then we had to flip a coin to see which one of us was going to actually tell Stella. <laughs> that this Stella, is what this was is what you're doing happen. with your life. <laughs> pretty much. That's, and that's pretty much how it went down. Because Sarah's like, well, I've got a call with her about something else Friday. So I'll just tell her on Friday. <laughs> What you can't hear, my to my this is to my listeners, is is that um, if if somebody's not speaking, the others are are muting themselves, but they're all laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so probably you should just unmute yourselves and <laughs> just have at it. Yeah. It'll be noise and <laughs> Yeah. So that's kind of how it happened, and the rest, as they say, is history. 
Well, it's amazing because what started as that sense of, well, we're going to share resources has um, really moved into something completely different. I mean, I want to say a brand new entity. And that's why I love the idea of the, that you really have stepped into what might have been thought impossible and created out of this field of, of potentiality. Yeah. So, uh, well, I think I'll direct this to you, Stella. What made you take that leap? What made you say yes to what they were telling you you were going to do? Uh, I will correct that and say I didn't tell her. <laughs> it was an ask. It was more like, hey, Stella, here's what we're thinking. How does this sound to you? And I remember it taking her about 0.4 seconds. And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. Hold on, I got some questions. And then that was that. Was that. Thank you. I'm so glad. This is why I work with other people, Lori, is because I don't remember. I, I don't remember that conversation at all. So it was um, literally, honestly, I think it was a two minute conversation. Yeah. Not, <laughs> but pivotal. Not pivotal. like a, me sit down and yeah, yeah. talk to you about the pros and the cons. And uh -uh. So it was like, hey, you interested? The way so so, you blocked it because it was traumatic or what? I mean, <laughs> that is a trauma response, isn't it? But <laughs> yeah it could be one of your stories one of your life stories you know right uh, the stories i make up in retrospect are actually more colorful than what actually happened so <laughs> that might be the case no so to answer your question laurie like there were there were two the story i say i tell now is that there were two aspects to the decision to join forces with sarah and rebecca um, there was, and I feel like Sarah, you and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you and I talked about this from the very beginning. Like there was a logical aspect and there was an intuitive aspect. Mm -hmm. And I've long been someone who just follows the signal, like I'm led. Mm -hmm. um, and so I knew, like I had really, I'd been in business, I think eight years before coming together and joining forces with Sarah and Rebecca. And and I knew that the last thing that I did that, you know, I had a membership community with a hundred members across the world mm -hmm. and it changed the face of my business. Like I launched the thing and did a hundred thousand dollars in a single launch mm -hmm. and my business changed overnight and I scaled up. I got five team members. It took me 10 hours of personal work to deliver like $10,000 worth of revenue. Like it was insane. And that was great. And I loved the work and I loved the community. But then I ran into a problem. I ran into a couple problems. And one of the problems was that um, people referred to me as their business coach, even though I had done everything in my power to say, I am a writer. I view the world metaphorically. I can help you write your copy and your marketing, but I'm not here to advise you on business. But the marketplace is such and the guru marketplace is such that like mm. people could not, because I know business and can confidently move through my own life, people would project, like, they would think that they needed to listen to me in a line of work that's not mine. So one of the expressions we have in this, this company is know your lane. I know what my lane is because I've made mistakes over the last decade. I tried to like build myself as a marketing strategist. No, that makes me anxious and nervous. I don't like having that relationship with people. I'm a writer. <laughs> I love talking about stories. Like I like talking about marketing message. I'm really awesome at that. Long story short, like I had some structural problems in my business that I couldn't solve. I also needed an operations manager or a business manager, but I didn't have 60 grand lying around every year to pay the salary of someone to do that work. And so operationally, my business had topped out at a certain place and I needed to join forces team-wise to provide the level of client service and client care that I wanted to provide my customers mm -hmm. in the world. And my, my business model wouldn't support that. It just wasn't going to. So I'd basically gone as far as I could by myself. And I was like, oh, snap. And I'm someone that knows when I'm on something that's dying. Like, I was like, oh, this thing's dying. Okay. I can continue being on this horse that's on its last. This is a horrible, horribly morbid metaphor. <laughs> but like, this, thing, this thing isn't going to go much further. I've taken it as far as I can on my own. I'm mm -hmm. going to need reinforcement. So that was kind of the, it was, I guess that was a mix of both the intuitive knowing that something else was coming 
and also knowing that I had taken the thing as far as I could working by myself as the, the solo leader. Mm-hmm. And then like, I guess, yeah, the intuitive piece was that was, I knew that it was over. I had gone as far as I could by myself and I wanted a new experience. And I knew that my work was bigger than just te- people teaching people how to write marketing. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that like, because of who I am, like I run businesses in a certain way, but I don't want to deal with the stuff that Sarah and Rebecca are really good at. And so I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if someone could solve my problem? And then ring, ring, Sarah says, hey, there's two of us. And I'd been referring business to the two of them for years. I'd hired both of them as my advisors. Sarah and I have been friends for years. Like when we were trying to make money and we were in pickles, we would call each other and brainstorm like how to make money in 30 days, like that sort of thing. And so they basically solved my problem. I mean, they created new problems. Let's be real. Like, <laughs> but going into business with Sarah and Rebecca, like solved the problem that I was having working alone. And then yeah. they, they started creating like more interesting problems, more complex problems. And like, I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but like, I love learning. I love growing. I love testing myself. And I believe that like, when we're on our growing edge, that's actually what being alive is. And so Rebecca Long often says like, otherwise, what's the point? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I mean, I can sit on my own and like have my ego get fluffed and make all this money, but be by myself. Or I can take the fun road and figure out how to build a company with these two yahoos. Yeah. And I was like, I'm in. Like, I didn't need to think about it. That's why the conversation, also Sarah's a woman of few words. So <laughs> she's not gonna, she's not gonna yammer on it yet. That's my role. So, you know, that's, that was how it occurred to me. And that was why it didn't take me long to say, yeah, I want in. Thank you. Thank you, Stella. So, so Sarah, uh, since she just named you as a woman of few words, is that really true? Uh, yes, actually, it's very true. <laughs> I uh the way my mind works is I see the answer very clearly and succinctly. It's why people call me. I can mm-hmm. make very complicated things, make it very simple. However, it does leave a lot of space in conversations because <laughs> I will answer the question very clearly and succinctly. And, and I'm like, well, that's that. We're, we're done here. What else do we need? <laughs> so you, did you have any, uh, what was your feeling going in? I was going to say, did you have any holdbacks? But what was your sensing going into this? What were you, what were you hoping to um, see on the other side to create? You know, it's funny. I don't, I don't really think that far ahead. I very mm-hmm. much a moment. Um, mm-hmm. So when the opportunity came across, you know, I thought about it and I said, and I'm always, again, similar to what Stella was saying is I'm always looking for a challenge. Like I can't not mm-hmm. have a challenge in my life. I get so bored very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was in a similar boat, you know, I had to build this, company and I was you know in, in the way I experienced it I was kind of bored and it, it was fine things mm-hmm. you know I had dropped some things to the wayside because they weren't fun for me anymore I wasn't feeling the challenge and so I will just let it put it down um and I didn't have anything in front of me yet and so this was an opportunity that came across my desk and I said okay you know is this is this where I need to devote my attention and I kind of you know, I run it through all my filters as, you know, does this have legs? Is this, uh, is this actually going to work? Could it work? Mm-hmm. Um, am I interested in it? Does this sound like fun to me? Um, and again, I had been running my own business by myself. So I was like, this will be fun. I get to talk to people, you know, that are not, you know, not clients, but actually mm-hmm. colleagues. That's something I hadn't experienced in a long time. So that sounded delightful. Um, and I, you know, I respect these people. I, uh, Rebecca is, you know, amazing at what she does. Stella is talented as anything. And I said, you know, how, how much fun would this be to get us all together and to mm-hmm. see what we could make? I had no idea what we were going to make. I really didn't. Yeah. I still don't know the answer to that, but I said yes to the experience and the knowing that, um, you know, for myself, I don't stop if I, you know, once I pick something up and it, it brings me joy and delight, I'll keep going forever, probably longer than I should. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I'm still on the ride and I don't know the answer, but I'm here because it's fun. Yeah. And that's so important. I, you yeah. know, we think of fun sometimes as well. Uh, yeah. OK, that's not important or that's not something we need to focus on, especially in business. But my goodness, if this is what we're going to do with our life, then, 
why not have fun at it too? And, and I really appreciate what you said about the fact that you don't know what it is yet. Mm-mm. I mean, the, the, the act of co-creation is still happening. Absolutely. And, and if it's not, then it, it's run its course. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are you excited about now? What, what feels like, you know, having brought you to this point in time, we've been talking about that, but what about from here? What do you see, gosh, and especially in, in amongst all of these uh, strange times that we are in? Um, and they are, they are strange, but what, what do you feel like is drawing you forward? For me, I think it's still the same it's the same reasons we came together in the beginning. I always kind of, when we are having a point where we're feeling wobbly and we're not quite sure what to do next, I always go back and say, okay, well, what, what did I, what did I start off wanting to do here? I always try to go back. And for me, it was how to work in collaboration with other people to produce and create something that's better than I could do by myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I say, okay, am I doing that right now? Are we doing that right now? And so um, I think this year has been an interesting period, <laughs> an interesting year for that because we've had to adjust and take care of our own personal things. You know, Stella had babies. Um, and so we really had some time to keep the business going, but then also to take time to say, even though we're making these decisions, are we still doing what we came here to do? Because I think a lot of times it's hard and can, you can get off track without really noticing, you know, and then you're going like, how did we end up here? Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I'm always going back to that, you know, why did we come together? Are we accomplishing that mission, right? And, um, and I think it's something, given what's going on now, that I find myself asking a lot. Even in meetings, like we'll come to a meeting and, I'll, and before I show up, I say, okay, what, why are we here? What do we need to accomplish so that we can keep staying on that line, yeah. right? Because that's where we need to go. And if we're headed this way, it's that, you know, that analogy where you're, even if you're five degrees off, and you keep going in that direction, 10 years later, you're a million miles away. It's that. And so how do we, what practices do we need to have all the time to say, okay, are we still accomplishing what we said we were going to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the strategist, that's your role, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like sales writers got to write. I got to do this. <laughs> so it's something I think about a lot, um, probably to Rebecca and Stella's chagrin sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I would just get a little, little further off field or, yeah. Rebecca, how has that been for you? What, what's your sensing of what's coming next? And especially as that's how you live, I want to say, um, with yeah. that sense of what's coming. So, um, it's been an odd year to be in service, right? Because, uh, <laughs> uh, I used to laugh and say that I'm an intuitive, but it doesn't mean I can predict, you know, when the locusts are coming or the fall of Rome or whatever. Right. And yet this year I've been asked that a lot. Um, so it's been a, I think it's a tough year to, to work as an intuitive. I think it's been probably the hardest perhaps year of my career. And I've been doing this for a very, very long time. I'd say it's probably been my hardest year. Mm-hmm. 2016 was also incredibly difficult. Um, I mispredicted the American election. And <laughs> so that was, that was a surprise. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, was, that was a bit of a tough year too, because I, I feel like I misdiagnosed that one. Anyway, this one has been, has been tricky from the perspective of it's just, it just feels like an, at times there's been a lot of sort of eyeballs or questions and things that I haven't really always been able to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, a, there's a lot of pressure there, right? Um, just when you do this kind of work. And so I think for myself, um, something really, I don't know. And I don't know if you noticed this, Lori, but I've, I've talked to others who have, have expressed this, that something kind of happened in and around the very beginning of September. And, and I could probably look back and chart it, or we could look at the astrology. We could look at whatever. And, and I don't know that it matters what it was personally, but I, felt like for me personally, a, a little switch got flipped mm-hmm. and, and I felt 
lots of just sort of aspects of things that I've been thinking about wanting to do, uh, things that I wanted to bring into my work, people that I wanted to work with, and different types of businesses, different types of opportunities. And sort of it's been a little bit like locks in a tumbler and things are, I feel, are just sort of starting to tumble into place. And that began, I would say, early September. Um, and so then for me now, what I would say the trickiest part is about navigating forward is that I'm like in spring, summer, and I live in a place in the world in which we're actually heading into the season of winter. Mm-hmm. And so I actually feel this like disparity between, you know, season and, and uh, where I feel personally. So, and I think that that is not an uncommon feeling for people. And so I think really what I'm looking forward to as we sort of move into this next calendar year it's just really looking at where and supporting people looking at where dissonances are occurring, right? Like, yes, it's okay to feel like you personally are in summer, but you're out when you look outside, it's winter. Or mm-hmm. like, how do we create resonance where, where dis-resonance um, is being experienced? How do we kind of get back into that? And that, I think, is really what, um, that's what unity is all about. That's what unity consciousness is all about. That's what you know, moving into um, rhythm and uh, connection with all of the things, you know, that can happen um, from the, the spirit world to the, the astrophysical world to the, you know, the, every plane, right? And so I think for me, it's just about how do I continue to navigate that for myself, but then also how do I continue to be of support and of service to clients, knowing that all of these things are happening yeah. at all times in this moment, right? Yeah. It can be a tricky business, as you well know. Yeah, I, I, as you're speaking, I'm just so aware of um, feeling aspects of that myself, of of that same kind of dissonance. Um, I don't know that I would have even thought about it as dissonance so much as this is something new. There, is, there are some new projects, ideas, recognitions, all of that that's that's been happening for me, and you know, and I'm really in a process of creating. And it's so funny with, yeah, I, I look outside and, okay, well, most of the snow is gone, but we know it's going to snow again. Um, you know, that we're supposed to be going into this kind of darker, more hibernation type uh, season. But I don't know. Everything has been flipped on its head this year. And so why not that too? Well, I wondered about how, you know, years ago, people were predicting a flipping of the pole. Of yeah. the North Pole and the South Pole, yeah. right? I'm like, well, maybe we just did that. Only it was really more like I'm just going into summer, like as if I lived in Australia. So maybe that's my own personal polar flip. I don't know. I think we're just becoming global, and uh, doesn't yeah. we are? We're just where we are. <laughs> so then, looking even more forward, do you feel like? That's going to, and this can be for anybody who feels like answering, um, even more to come for the way that the three of you are working together. And, and that might show up in your relationship with each other or in the kinds of work that you're, that you're drawing to you. I think, I think I'll pop in on that one just quickly and just sort of, because I know I should talking, so I should probably pass the mic, but it feels to me like, again, thinking in those terms of sort of unity, collaboration, sort of coming together, collective pieces. I think what I sort of see moving forward is this, uh, not dissimilarly to what Sarah was saying about this idea of, right, how are we all showing up to serve this individual that's showing up to us or this business, you know, that's showing us to, up to us as team, this individual, this entity that's come towards us for support. Like, how are we each showing up to that with that, you know, the alchemy of that, right? The group process, the, you know, call it what you will, but all of the minds and all of the eyeballs and all of the ears set to listen mm-hmm. and to pay attention and to be of support. I think it models, um, I think it models what we need in the world. I think it models the fact that we need multiple perspectives on any one particular issue. Um, and I think it's an, what do I want to say? It's like an idea that, you know, works uh, 
not just for our own business, but you know, probably needs to be paralleled in all aspects of the running of our planet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, uh, I think that's critical really at this particular time is to kind of keep the eye on that prize and then remember, you know, that those are the people we want to serve are the people that want that idea of collaborative thinking, all brains, all eyes, all hearts on, on deck and paying attention mm-hmm. um, and looking at various and different possibilities that one person cannot see on their own. Yeah, there's so something very different that happens in the art of collaboration. There's something very different correct. that's created. And that's why it's so exciting to me just to, well, in general about collaboration, I mean, I'm finding, you know, like my eyes are open, you know, where is it? How is it that I can collaborate with this person here? What mm-hmm. can the, the, the three or four or five of us create over here? Um, Wisdom Talk Radio began as a collaboration mm-hmm. while it's that's not right. now. It, it still is because I'm collaborating with every guest that, I, that comes on. So, Stella, how has that art of collaboration been? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, <laughs> yeah, I'm, you, you're laughing. I'm thinking about this in terms of your life. Um, you have these babies, too, that you're, that you're collaborating with. Am I? <laughs> I think we're still running a benevolent dictatorship in our home right now. Um, what, can you ask the question again? I didn't, I didn't. Well, how how do you see how is collaboration informing your own life? I have to take two steps back. Rebecca, did you say earballs? <laughs> Quite probably. Okay, just checking. I just, I heard earballs. And really, yeah. eyeballs, earballs. I mean, that's it what matters. I heard. That's what we, we have the earballs on it. So, okay. I just had to clear, clear the decks on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I haven't shared this with Rebecca and Sarah, but now's the best time, I think, to do that. That's right. Lean in, sister. Um, so we started this company three years ago, and I'm actually compelled by the vision that we are now just showing up to the starting line. Mm-hmm. That the last three years have actually been training for us. And for me personally, what that means is I thought I had collaboration skills before starting this company, but I didn't really. Um, I had these like safe arms distance collaborate, which is like, don't get up in my business. I know I'm the boss, like just individual contributor, kind of like ego, sassy pants sort of thing. And I I don't fault myself for that. She was a lovely human being, but I find that the last three years and working in collaboration with Sarah and Rebecca has really remade me. And I'm just going to go cosmic and said, remade me on like a cellular soul level. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm someone who grew up con- conflict averse. Like I don't like disagreeing with people. I, you know, lived in Japan where they've got this concept of hone and tatemae and hone is like your true feelings and tatemae are the feelings that you show the world. And my people, like my ancestors are Scandinavian, Swedish, Germanic, we don't show people our hone. We only show people our tatumae. Like the Japanese were on to the Scandinavians, you know? Like, and I think in this company, in coming together rather, I don't know what the word we said, leapt in, in leaping into this company with two other people, I really had to face and continue having to face. Like, I don't feel like the challenge is over. Like being real with other human beings and like crying or not having my shit under control or being rough around the edges and needing to talk to other people about why and like being embarrassed about why I need something. And one of the things that I'm really proud of in how we work with our clients and with one another is like, we really show up to say what is needed now. Mm-hmm. What do you need in this moment? And we do our best to like imperfectly, but to tend to what the needs are that are arising in that moment. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's a collaborative skill that I often don't see modeled out in the world. Maybe I haven't been looking for it, but I find this business has given me practice 
mm-hmm. in what it is to take seriously the concept of collaboration as a survival skill. Mm-hmm. And I mean survival like, will the human race su- survive and I, or the species survive? And I also mean that in a thriving way. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of how our team speaks to one another. I am, we have one team member who's been working with us for the first time in her 25 year career. She's going to not check her email for two weeks because we have a culture that we have a a holiday winter break and we shut down and we don't do work. Mm -hmm. And she said, I saw you guys doing it. So I'm going to do that too. And it's stuff like that, that seems for me, that's huge. But I'm like, holy buckets. It's because we trust one another. And I know that that trust was hard won. And so for me, the way that this flows out into my life is like, this impacts my marriage. Mm. It impacts how my husband and I speak to one another. It impacts how I hire like help in my household. The negotiation that I had with our nanny was rooted in a ecosystem and a, a media of trust and, and I, I'm finding in these strange times, as you describe them, like my willingness to let people in that don't have that field of trust or that, you know, assuming the best intentions of other people, I don't want those people around me right now mm-hmm. because we're creating something else. And I know that makes me sound pinched perhaps, or like a horrible person, but I'm like, tough, I'm over 40. Like, this is how we're rolling. Mm-hmm. Like, So I think that we get to practice with one another how we want the new way to be. And that ripples out to how we treat our clients, how our clients treat us, how we treat our vendors, how our team interacts. And so for me, it's really profoundly shifted the way that I relate to other human beings. That's my sense of it is that it's, it's never just about one sphere, one world, that it always has those ripples and, and it's profound because what you're modeling is nothing less than a new way of living life, a new way of coming together and working in partnership, working in collaboration, working to, to be of service and letting the ego that has to be right, that has to know which is the, the, the right way to go and letting that step aside so that there's, there's another energy that comes forth. Uh, And that's something that I'm really, that I think is really remarkable about what the, excuse me, what the three of you have created. Yeah. Sarah, is there something you would um, like to say to sum that all up? Oh my. (laughs) <laughs> you better ask me a question and I'll give you an answer. What do you want me to sum up? That was a lot. <laughs> what is your sense of the way in which collaboration is needed in the world today? I think that there's no way forward without it. I think that ego and doing it on our own as individuals, this individualistic attitude has gotten us where we are, to be honest. And I think that if we are going to change, you know, the reality for ourselves, the reality for our, you know, small circle and then outward that we have to start paying attention and and really deeply listening to one another and get out of our own way and, and realize that we are in ourselves are not the most important thing, but our community is. And therefore it's our job. Um, to listen to each other mm-hmm. more than ourselves sometimes mm-hmm. and, and do it with deep empathy. It's not about agreeing. You can have very different opinions, um, but being mindful and being aware that everybody, everyone's voice is important. And, and the only way forward is to be able to hear each other. It's beautiful. Thank you. Rebecca? Same, same theme of collaboration. I probably couldn't say it any differently or any better, really, Lori. Like, I, I really, 
I really couldn't. I could. So. Okay. Good job how, are you see, how are you seeing that in your own life at home? Because, you know, mm-hmm. home and business are kind of interchangeable sometimes. Mm, totally interchangeable. Um, how am I seeing it at home? Um, I have a teenager, a tween ager, and a new husband, and we just moved to a new house uh, 45 minutes away from the place that I've lived for the last 25 years of my life. No big deal. You might want to get right? back. <laughs> you might want to get back to me on that question in about six months, and I'll let you know how we're doing. <laughs> Honestly, I, I just, I don't, like, again, I don't disagree with what Stella has said about just the like concepts that sort of what we're learning together, like it flows out into home. Right. And, and for Stella, it's, it's made her, it's changed her marriage and probably made it better for me. It's probably made me kind of naggy because, <laughs> because it's, uh, you know, cause I have this example, right. Like of like good communication and, mm. and we're working hard on our communication between the three of us and, it's not really easy to have those same communication patterns with an 11 year old child or, um, or with, with my new husband who I adore by the way. Right. But we all have our own crap. Mm -hmm. So, so I would say, um, it's a work in progress, right? Every day is a little bit different if we can get through dinner without, you know, some sort of ramped up hormonally charged mm. um, conversation mm. from either myself or my daughters and my husband who just sits there <laughs> and eats with his head down and tries to stay clear of anything that's going on. Right. Um, <laughs> um, I just always try to keep the conversation somehow moving and keep always reminding people about where the things that are being said are coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's about figuring out the come from. Yeah. Right. And if you yeah. can figure that out, then I think you've got a much better opportunity to understand, right? No, my kid's not a jerk. My kid is just overstressed to overtired. Mm-hmm. I don't pick, pick, pick a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a combination thereof, right. That's causing the behavior, right. She is not a jerk. She's behaving perhaps less than optimally because of all of these other things. Right. And so I do feel like mm-hmm. that I have learned how to do, right. Is to really understand the come from. And, and that's where I, I kind of think is, is actually at the heart, a lot of collaboration is understanding the come from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love so, that. Understanding the come from. We're, work, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, and we all are. And, you know, that's, as we come to a close here, I'm just, I'm, I'm so struck by how important that is for the world right now. And, and if we want to make it, and I'm, I'm assuming we do, that's, that's a place I come from. I'm assuming we want to make it and we want to thrive. Then... Somehow we have to be able to come together in this, in this beautiful way of collaboration. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And if Stella or Sarah or Rebecca, any last, last words, last thoughts on anything, anything you just feel like is popping in that you want to share. I I know that's opening the gate to, oh my God, who knows what. And if people could see you now, Stella, as you laugh. <laughs> this is why I mute myself, Lori, is because <laughs> I can't shut up. Like, that's, it's perfect. No, um, I'm just going to. You're going to ride with us. my lips. Yeah. Okay. Sarah? No, I can't think of anything else other than, you know, onward. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, here's one inspired by Sarah. I think the, the last word that I'd put on this, Lori, is, is yes, onward and style matters. How do you want to proceed onward? Mm-hmm. You get a choice. 
Yes, ma'am. If, if we seem like a kick in the pants, you'll love working with us. No, I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> pick the road and the style with which you would like to travel it. Mm-hmm. If you're tired of working alone, find some collaborators. Like, find some people to be with. Like, you have a choice. And even if it feels like you don't, you're not alone. There's people around you that want to play and want to be a contribution to your vision and your life. And you have to just have the audacity to look for them and receive that, I think. And so onward, ever onward. And, like, pick the ship that carries you. You have a choice. You have a choice. And we're all picking our ships right now. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Rebecca, Stella, Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. Um, It's been so much fun and and a delight to be with you. Mm. Thank you. And thank you for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. Remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts. And if you've enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review because reviews help other people discover the wisdom and illumination that's present. And for more about fast-tracking your ideas to creation and revenue, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacainstitute.com. Take the quiz and find out your creative innovator style so that you can turn your ideas into reality without missing another moment. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.